<laughs> Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining Hi. me today. Hi, I'm Wendy. Oh. Bill <laughs> <laughs> and Ted style, like, I'm Wendy Norton. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, she, she jumped the gun here. We got Wendy Norton. Um, she's, uh, she uh, is a videographer, animator. Uh, she's been in the music scene for a long time. Uh, her most recent band that uh, disbanded was the Stink Lines, but she's uh, in another band called the Fun Boys, which is uh, getting back into the scene here. And uh, uh, she's, she worked at, with uh, WMSE for a while. Uh, she's done uh, a lot of um, a lot of different uh, uh, dimensions of uh, creative stuff, and I'm excited to talk about all of them. So, Wendy, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm You're sorry. Welcome. I'm sorry. I blew it. I thought we we're gonna do like a Bill and Ted thing, where it's like, and together we are Wild Stallion. But there's a little latency on with the audio now, of course. So, forgive me if I jump in there a little bit. Oh, it's okay. Or if the timing's weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah, working with the, the technology here, it can it can get a little kind of laggy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you had, to, you had to download Zoom just to do this, right? Indeed I did. <laughs> but uh, I caught my uh, Wi-Fi on a good moment where it was just like zip zap. Oh, yeah. But you know, I kind of wonder if this like latency and this the bullshit things we're dealing with now is going to be the new charming idiosyncrasies, like how lo-fi things seem to us from like the 80s or earlier, where it's like, oh man, look at their little retro Zoom chat with their stupid latency issues. How quaint. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I'm, I was talking to um, Alan from uh, Breaking and Entering yesterday because uh, we do a weekly thing called the writer's room where it's basically just like a weekly um, hangout where we talk about Milwaukee music and we premiere like videos that came out that that week and uh, we we're talking about how there's this new thing now that's like being zoom drunk you know like it's different than just being drunk with somebody like you know, sharing the same space, like a, a physical, like I found it's a lot easier to like get carried away with it because you're just kind of sitting in one place for so long and you're comfortable like in your own house. And uh, I, I feel like that makes me a little more like um, antsy and like more restless. So I drink more. <laughs> you're performing and it's like, when you ever get drunk and talk and like look at yourself in the mirror, you know, maybe when you're like a little kid and you're doing like weird little kid stuff, like trying to see like the craziest eye thing you can do, which by the way, here's mine. Ooh. <laughs> but you, you don't really, like, you're not drunk, but like when you ever like talk and there's a mirror and you're like trying to, you're like constantly engaging. So it's like, yeah, it's, you're like a little bit like you're drinking and you're in your own house, but you're like, per, you're like performing definitely. You know what I mean? So it's like Zoom drunk. It's performance art is what it is. Cheers. Um, Cheers to that. Speaking of which, yeah, what, what are you sipping on right there? Tis Lakefront Oktoberfest. It's all right. It's all right. It's Whatever. A, it's all right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not as heavy as some Oktoberfests, but 
that's good for me because I don't really like those kind of beers. Sure. I really just like the pumpkin lake front, which I should have just got that because that stuff is the jam. I know I'm white and I'm like in my 30s, so it's like the obligatory friggin' pumpkin spice love is there. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Plan. of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I fuck with the, the pumpkin lagers too. Um, I'm, uh, I mean, you know, I'm just, I mostly just drink hams most of the time because it's economical, but I miss having a lakefront IPA. That sounds real good right now. Yeah. Yeah. I miss going to the lakefront, like, poke a fish fry party, man, and like, eating all that fat food and then like poking my ass off, burning some of that, that deep fried shit off me. <laughs> talking about, do you ever go to those? You no. Somebody drink. Oh, I gotta drink. Once life's normal, I'm gonna drag you to one of those. I'm I'm down. I'll go. It's I'll fun go. as hell, dude. The food is good. It's not expensive, and uh, you freak out the squares and shit. There's like families there, and you just like start a mosh pit. That's what you do. I'm super into that. I you wouldn't even have to drag me. I'm just gonna be up and at him. I'll be there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a I, date. Uh, Spring 2021. It's a date. We're going. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, I just moved um, to this side of River West that's, like, really close to Lakefront. But, like, I'm right by a reservoir in Cottage Park. But I can't even, like, go really, like, enjoy, like, bask in the proximity to Lakefront. And uh, I wish I could do that right now. I just started having band practice again, so that's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's like my husband and I were doing, like, bullshit um, biting our time projects. Like, started a little, like, surf band. That's why I got my fandom out here. Nice. And uh, we got the drum set up in the living room. Where is it? There. Oh, word. Oh, wow. Nice set up there. Because it was, like... We have like a studio in our basement, but it's just like, it's not a real band. And this way we're just like, we'll just like jump on there and play like some dumb instrumental for like 15 minutes and then go do other stuff and then come back to it and play for another 15 minutes. But if it's in the basement, then it's whole, this whole like going down to practice. Like, I don't know, it seemed more cash if it's like set up in the living room, but end of summer, no more surf band, who knows? But so, but I mean, I was excited when uh, the girls in my newest band were like, okay, we're finally ready to like take some calculated risks here and just play it really safe with the masks and all that shit. And I tested it out. I tested out taking like a sandwich baggie, like the shittiest kind you get from Dollar Tree and putting it over the mic. So you just throw that shit away like after practice, it sounds a little tinny it, or like a little like kazoo at certain times when you're singing certain um, consonants, like it, uh, it sounds a little rattly, like a homemade fucking kazoo, like the wax paper on the comb thing. Yeah. But other than that, it's fine. And then I don't have to worry about like hopping the whole thing apart to clean it, clean the mics and shit every single time. So, you know, that's a little tip for you out there if you're if you're gonna be using microphones or going back to having band practice that's the way to make life easier on yourself 
good food for thought when when yeah. i when i start my you know diy uh rock project in my uh kitchen um i'll i'll, I'll be sure to know that hell yeah kitchen rack huh yeah i just i just have to learn how to play rock first <laughs> <laughs> um so Wendy, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion, and creativity. And I met you because you, well, you would hang out at High Dive sometimes. Uh, shout out to H. And uh, I'd be there. That was kind of like, um, I mean, I went to a lot of shows there. I'd cover shows for Breaking and Entering. So, like, I would, I would go to shows there. But... I would, after a while, I just kind of, you know, a lot of my friends were hanging out there. So I started hanging out at H more and I like, we were like Facebook friends for a while, but yeah. when we met, we were like, I know you. <laughs> no, that, that, you remember how we actually met, met though? Cause I was, I wanted to ask you about this, but I kind of didn't want to like, um, ruin the like sweet, sweet memories. I don't remember the specific um, time, no. You, you were like taking, you were taking a photo or, or goofing with your phone or something and you bumped into me and you're like, oh, I'm, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, man, you better be a wise guy. Like I see some like stupid like Bugs Bunny, like 1940s gangster ass. Why I ought, why I ought to. <laughs> and you're like, oh, are you Andy Norton? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Everybody knows me from my stupid ass friend, Drescher voice. I'm like, yeah. And you're like, Oh, I'm Ben. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that interview. Now, this is like a year ago because we had postponed the interview. But I thought that that was funny because it was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I bumped into you. And it's like, ah, wise guy. This <laughs> is dumb way to meet. But yeah. yeah. You instantly, you just turned into a cartoon character. And I instantly knew, like, I was, we were going to vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It was a silly. I love I love people that just carry that energy everywhere. You know, you gotta be silly because life is not so serious. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, especially in just this absurdist climate we've had to trek through this year. Like, you know, I've been trying to watch a lot more lighthearted comedy, like on Netflix, in the last couple months for that reason. That like. The world is just so dark and so uh, I started watching uh I had never watched it before but I started watching Arrested Development yeah it's, it's really well written the funniest show ever and now I'm watching Community Community is really well written but it needs a fucking new theme song oh god I like that's one of those ones where it's like I don't think it's on Netflix, so you can't hit the skip intro thing. You just got to, like, find the remote and hit fucking mute right away. It's like, for such a funny show, why do they have this, like, I want to slash my fucking wrists, like, song, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never, I never understood that juxtaposition. Why do they have that show? Yeah, it's not great. It's not great, I must say. Um, but, anyway, yeah, so we, we, met, um, we met via, you know, that bump. That iconic, that iconic bump, yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then, yeah, I like learned that you um, were in a lot of bands and you were with the radio station for a while. You did the punk show at, at uh, WMSE. So before, mm -hmm. we talk, well, before we really get into all of that, you're going to have to uh, give me some background. So when did you start 
playing music growing up? Oh, well, I'm one of those like people that obnoxiously like fell out of the womb and played piano. So we always had it in the house and I was really good at it because I didn't really do anything else. And uh, there was no distractions. We didn't really, have, I lived way out in the country. We didn't really have cable TV or anything. Where are you from? This was, I'm from Rhinelander, but I lived like out in the country. Oh in yeah. Unincorporated town called Sugar Camp. And um, did the whole Catholic school bit. And then I started playing guitar around when I was 12. And then I had my, sh my first band shortly, right when that happened, I guess. Um, we brought, me and my girlfriend bought a janky drum set from this polka band for like seven bucks. And we made some recordings, they're really cute, but uh, you know, they were like very avant-garde for, you know, a euphemism. They're, they're kind of like shit, but whatever. And then, uh, then I moved to Merrill and I met, I started probably my first proper like gigging band with Eric Schultz was in that band. Shout out to Mr. Apnea. Yeah. So we, and then we, I don't know, that was probably like when I was 16 or 17. And then after that, I just kept doing it. I was part of like a record label for a while. I did zines. I was like a sound lady. So then, you know, then, well, then Ryan and I had a ton of bands together and stuff. Did a bunch of records on some different labels. I want to say like 20 some singles and two LPs under my belt. But I don't know if like I have as much vinyl lust as I used to because unless something's really, really good, I'm not gonna push to get like a physical release of something, you know what I mean? I feel like I've done it and whatever, but a lot of the stuff, if it didn't exist, I would like, I wouldn't care, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I'm not so proud of every little record that I've ever done, you know, like, so yeah when did you end up in milwaukee i moved here right before the 9-11 thing happened like a few months before that that was wow like 2001 yeah Damn. september i think i moved here in like july or august and i've stayed here ever since it's the longest i've lived anywhere so Damn. like a, a good run i've been here like 20 years ish you know how old I was when that happened? Uh, do you want me to guess? Uh, you were probably like five. Yeah, you're right. I was five. I was five? You, did I get it? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I'm, sometimes it's so good. I just went for like, Mwah. <laughs> So what I, were you doing? Were you some kind of like, probably like a poser, like just getting out of your pull-ups and shit? And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was hot shit when I like, learned how to tie my shoes. And yeah, yeah. I used to like, you know, like make fun of kids because they couldn't. <laughs> That's the um, one of the coolest things when I first moved here is when because Circle A had just opened, and uh, Warwick. I kind of wormed my way into getting like a DJ gig, and this is before everybody and their brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles and cousins had a DJ gig, and Warwick taught me how to like navigate through the like crossfader and all that shit and like little tricks and stuff like that so um 
that was one really exciting thing I remember about moving here. So you were probably converting from the Velcro sneakers to the lace kind when work was teaching me how to work the the decks over there. <laughs> Sounds about right, actually. Um, yeah. Are you from Milwaukee? No, I'm from the southern suburbs of Chicago. That's uh, right. Yeah, I came up here for school six years ago, UWM, and uh, no reason to leave uh, yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you're hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, um, I know. So, do you know? Do you have like kind of like the timeline for all your bands? Like, do you remember like up to the? Look this shit up before because I knew this was gonna come up. I even said it out loud last night, so it's my own fault that I don't know it. I could like hop on Discogs and look my name up, but it's not like basically like the '90s. I did like my surf rock thing. The early 2000s, I did like third wave ripoff records, kind of like new wave shit. And then I graduated into like power pop, like I did Plexi 3 and all that stuff. And then I had my girl group, The Flips, which is more like kind of like 60s throwback shit. And then I slid hard into glam rock with the Rama Lama for a while. And then it was like, oh, but what about punk? Remember that? So then I went and did the stink lines thing. And I'm still, so now I have this group called the Fun Boys, which is a super group. A Milwaukee female super group. I feel like a fucking asshole saying that. <laughs> so yeah, but it is, totally is. So it's me, Lexi, who is like, sure. a, I know she was on your thing too. Um, but just for the people out there at home, uh, it's more like synth dream pop. I don't even know if that's like, so forgive me if I'm not using the like industry Good. jargon correctly, but. And, and then of makes, course. She makes sorry, her own video games too. <laughs> yeah. She does everything. She paints. She's like, she mows her own lawn. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> she what? Does, she's like a one-woman army, dude. There's nothing so, that she can't do. So she many not, facets. And she's like this tiny, like, like majestic-ass woman. So it's like, how are you doing all this? Like, not to say that tiny, majestic-ass women can't, like, drive a semi or whatever. Come on. But I'm just saying, like, she knocks my socks off. She's really amazing. And then the other person is Amalinda, who everybody, she's like Cher or Madonna or Sting in this part of the world. You don't have to say her last name. You just say Amalinda. And I was like, oh, damn. You're in a band with Amalinda? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, that's dope. Um, why, why are y'all called the fun boys? Um... It's just sort of a screw around name, but it's, um, so there's all these like dude bands that use blah, blah, blah girls in it or whatever. Like they're like, oh, we're the so-and-so girls. Like the band, the band that's just called Girls. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but yes, good example. Yeah. So we're going to be like boys, but B-O-I-S, fun boys. Because we're taking back something. Nah, we we went back and forth for like weeks with names. And all of the, like, Luxie's names were, like, super, like, catchy, but, like, avant-garde. And all my names were, like, stuffy, like, oldies band names. Like, The Scissors. Or, like, <laughs> like you know, like, let's all wear ties sounding fucking name, right? And uh, Amalinda's were kind of, like, a cross between the two. And then finally, I was just kind of, like, 
okay, yeah, this this sounds like just dumb, and it has the word fun in it, so I'm done with that, you know? We properly put everything on hold when shit hit the fan, and uh, so, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> um, well, so, um, so what, uh, so what, where are y'all at right now? Um, like, are you kind of still, have, do you have anything recorded? Like, where are y'all at? We don't have any social medias yet because we didn't want to throw demos up or whatever. Plus, we're like on the fence about do we even want to be a social medias band? Can we just be like be cool and not be on there and stuff? Yeah, there's a couple like that in Milwaukee, like uh, Credentials and uh, Body Work. That makes so much sense that their name is Credentials and then they're not on social medias. Well, what's that called? There's a word for that. I, I feel that though. So you're kind of like, um, I mean, as many bands have had to do, like it's halted the process, but um, yeah, uh, is um, anything happening? Like uh, what's happening in the meantime? Oh, um, well, we're getting back together to um, get back into shape with our three fourths of our set list that we had um, already written and practice and everything and then we're going to hammer out a few new tunes and then we're going to keep playing that set until it's super dupe tights and i really doubt that we're going to be able to play any live shits anytime soon so what we'll probably end up doing is um trying to track down like a super sick ass eight track and try to get some recordings done in the meanwhile or you know artworks and shit like that's kind of stuff that seems so fucking tedious when all you want to do is play out and, and play out and play out and you're like well, when do i gotta do all this stuff jeremy probably get that out of the way so that when the world is free again we can like have all that shit under our belt already and then just go play some shows you know not that we wanna, like play like it's gonna be hard at first when shit does when the when the COVID finally, the numbers finally go down and shit's open back, back up again, everyone's going to be chomping at the bit for a fucking tight ass show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to just go back to being, cause I'm guilty of this shit. Like I only go to shows where my band's playing. Cause the rest of the time I'm like, I'm an adult. They got a good with dumb fucking job and full towels and shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm going to do adult stuff today. Like I want to be like more like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck work. Fuck those towels. I'm okay. gonna go rock out. Rock out right now. I'm gonna go to my French show. <laughs> I only got ten bucks to get in, but it's not like I need to like sit there and you know, like buy tons of beers at the bar or just pop in and see my friends band and bounce. There's no rules. I ain't got no rules. <laughs> I ain't got no rules. Yeah. Um yeah. who's who's uh playing what in the band? Oh, oh. So Lexi's on drums and she never played drums before. She makes her own beats though. So she has a pretty like a uh, well understanding of how shit happens. And she has a drum set at her house. So she's been able to like stay tight with this shit. And she, she, um, she picked it up pretty fast. Cause at first I was thinking like, well, if we have a, a beginning style drummer, I should probably write some, cause I, I'm playing guitar and, and, and Amelinda's on bass. I'm like, but if we have a beginning drummer, I should probably 
tone it down and not write such flash songs, right? Like try to stick to like more like um, post-punk, like, uh, you know, like rough trade style bands or like that where, where the, the charm of the drums not being so like driving or whatever, like the kind that you get after being a, a drummer for a long time. So the charm of that would lend itself to the music rather than be like a hindrance. Like it would all go together, but that shit fucking got blew out of the water. Like the first week I was like, nope, I can pretty much just write whatever the fuck kind of song I want because she's going to be able to catch up or she's going to be able to keep up with me, you know? So ye of little faith, was I, was I. <laughs> yeah um yeah i well i'm excited to see what y'all been what y'all are working on i mean obviously like it's the, not oh, interjection or this is not this is not an interruption this is a parenthesis uh stink lines are not broken up they're just like sort of on permanent hiatus like for example if someone were to ask us to play a certain show or this or that we could crank some you know we could crank out a show like five you know, like five weeks Word. Um, notice. It's just like being a band and sitting around waiting to get on like good shows that happen on a weekend in Milwaukee is, can be very frustrating and unrewarding, especially when you've been playing in bands as long as me. It's like finally there'll be like a, a real punk band that comes to town and you don't get asked to play on it. But since they're more popular, like somebody else will get asked to play when it's like totally obvious you were the should have been the first choice and but you don't want to feel petty but you do feel petty so the best thing to do is just to just don't keep putting in all the energy unless somebody asks you and then then you're like okay yeah no i'll do it now but at least i wasn't practicing for a year and a half for like you know nothing or whatever sometimes things just run their course too it's like with playing like fast punk like that it can be like well, now what do I write a song about? You know, like even when you go to the, like the liquor store and you look at all those stupid sayings on the beer koozie things, like I go from zero to bitch in 60 seconds, or I don't need the internet. My wife knows everything. So that's like writing stink line songs. It's like you think of the stupid thing and then you write the verses around it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. You can only write so many songs like that until you're like, ah, uh, all right, now, now yeah. what? <laughs> you feel like the band just kind of like it expired, sort of, but yeah. not, but it's not, um, it's not like fully defunct. Yep. Sure. That's and that's okay. You know, I mean, like bands do that, and that's totally valid. I mean, you got to run your course as a musician too, mm -hmm. and that's what you've been doing your whole career. So um, all power to you focusing on a new project. And I'm excited to hear what y'all have in store. Well, thank you. Yeah, we'll let you know. Do I'm it. Sure I'll, I'll be over all over Facebook about it. Because it's like, if the band's not on Facebook, but ooh, low power mode, if the band's not on um, Facebook, but I still am, do we still get the street cred of not being on Facebook? Because there's some gray area shit there. Usually what we do at Breaking and Entering, like, if someone doesn't have, like, a band page or an artist page, I'll just, like, tag your name in the comments and be like, hey, look at this. We, uh, 
We said we had words about you. We wrote some words about sounds. I'm sorry, I'm sweating so oh, bad. It is hot today. It's it hot today. It's kind of awesome. I'm I'm digging it. I yeah. still have fucking I still have fucking hummingbirds coming to my hummingbird feeder, and it's technically fall. So. Oh my god, dude! I love hummingbirds. I'm actually I'm a bird watcher, so we'll talk. We'll have to. Uh, birds and bird feeders. I'm, a, I'm like a poser, like D plus bird wannabe watcher. I know my raptors though. Songbirds, not so much. Yeah, I mean, passerines are some of the more advanced bird watching. I'm not even good with songbirds myself. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, so tell us about, so you were doing the punk shows at WMSC for a while. Tell me a little bit about that gig. Um, I started doing it when Sam and his buddy were on there. Isn't it? It's oh, it's the dude who does the Don't Die Wisconsin podcast. And Sam Sharkey, who is instant lens, who's now in convert. Um so That's I started a great doing band. That's I, yeah. Great. Totally. I started doing it with him and then he and he would go and then we kind of did a trade-off where it was like me one week him the other week and my husband joined me to help me um co-host the show then he dropped off completely and it was us every single week and it just was like it was fun and it was cool to be able to poke around such a like a kind of historic feeling place like you're part of it you know but i didn't realize really how much extra work it entailed just besides like um showing up and doing a three-hour show is about one-fourth of what it really takes to do this show and i just don't have room in my life for like a part-time volunteer job you know so i did it for about two years i was happy i did it but um did some cool interviews with people along the way and stuff like that but you know like anything it, it kind of runs its course it plateaued my interest waned so that's how she that's how she goes so being as like you had like a punk show like is punk is that kind of just like your like default sort of style of music that you like that you have on most of the time or like yeah uh, I guess. We, ended the, we would play like soul and whatever the fuck we wanted to oh we didn't play we played we basically played whatever we wanted and i'm sure that like threw a lot of uh, people off because they w would like go to listen to it and expect some like more like hardcore stuff, but we don't even like that kind of stuff. But I would try to throw like at least like, like a seasoning of like generic punk, like the ABCs of punk into each show, you know, like gotta make sure there's a damned song or eater or something, you know what I mean? Like every show I would try that there was something a little bit more hmm. um, sure proper punk like Mo mojo magazine presents punk but i mean we would do like <laughs> we play whatever the fuck we wanted you know like <laughs> hey stepdad here's your cd with all the fucking 10 best fucking punk songs it's polystyrene again <laughs> oh man! I mean, I love that. I love that shit. But yeah, it's a little bit like God. It's then like that leads us to Norton Video. 
Uh, you do animation and videography work as well. Love to hear oh. about like how that all sort of came to be. And, you know, I, yeah, it sounds like you've uh, worked with a lot of really dope projects and made uh, dope visuals. That, well, I've always wanted to do like video stuff, but um, it wasn't until I like got us, I'm, I'm like late to the cell phone game. So I've, I've only had a smartphone for like four years mm-hmm. and like where it makes it easy to just do video and shit. So like blammo. And then I happened that Ryan got a MacBook Pro and I was like, well, shit, why not, dude? At the time he was like playing with this group who I'm not even going to bring that shit up, who it was or whatever. Um, but he was playing with this group and they started getting some momentum and he was gone a lot and we didn't have a group at the time. So I was like, well, I got to make some kind of, I got to do something with my life. Like where, where's my art going to happen if I'm not playing in Ramalama right now. And then, so I was like, well, fuck this. So then I started getting like hardcore into the video stuff. And I did a few videos for friends bands for free just to sort of like build up my portfolio and figure out what the fuck I was doing and got some like software from some friends and like figured out how to do it. And now it's like a thing that I do for like a little side hustle, but I'm still pretty, ch- I don't, I, I don't charge a lot, but it's, I only do it for like bands that I actually really like. Um, so yeah, that one that just, I just got a little write up for the ones that I did for a group called Girls on Grass in the big takeover they did like a little write-up about more it was the write-up was more about the song but it was for the video premiere so yeah the video thing is cool it's like um if there's anything that i would ever bitch about being in bands is like um artistic outlet is that you have to rely on other people so much so it can be very frustrating when you're like jazzed to fucking work on your new song or whatever and then everybody's like I don't know. I'm I'm tired. We don't want to practice. And you're like, okay. You don't want to be like Miss Bossy Pants or whatever. But then it's like, then you kind of get like art blue balls or whatever. You're like, now what? Like, I don't. You kind of. So it for. It's kind of like you can. You don't have to rely on other people as much. But then you have to do all the work yourself. And yeah. if shit looks stupid, you don't have other people to blame too. So. But it's cool. Like I haven't, I haven't done any other like kind of like art besides music in a long time. But I was always very artistic person. So um, it's cool to get back into something, you know, and have a schedule about it and uh, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, totally. Um, you. And it's, uh, a good, it's a good skill to have. It's like how everybody has like a friend that can. Um, everybody has a. Everybody has a buddy that's in the trades and they're like, oh yeah, um, I got a friend that does tile. I got a friend that knows electric. I got a friend that does this. Once I started doing a little bit of video shit, I realized like, oh, everybody needs a little video something, something. Like my nieces and nephews need, they're trying to get into this fucking baseball college shit. Like they need me to do like, to edit up their like baseball videos and shit like that, you know, or like, Everybody needs like a Facebook ad and stuff like but, uh, that. And you do, um, you're kind of like your animation is stop motion, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some of it. I'll just, just do like mixed media, whatever. I, 
I took broadcasting in high school and like learned how to do stop motion and it's a lot of patience. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it does end up looking like really, it can, it can just be really fun. The, the finished product, product is always worth it. It's the payoff. Yeah. Like you see it come to life or you see it animated, so to speak. And then it's kind of like that spark. It's a slow burn. It's, it's like, a slow reward, you know what I mean? What, what was, did you have to make a little project when you, when you took the stop motioning thing? Yeah, yeah. What was it, what would, the, what was that all about? Um, okay, so, so like, it always had to, so it was my broadcasting department, like the, the TV station, like the TV announcements that broadcasted every day was called VTV. So, we whatever it was that we um uh made our project out of it in the end something had to spell out vtv and it would be used for an intro so i had like a couple um markers that were like knocked off a desk and they like just kind of like uh rolled across the floor like up um up a desk like a classroom desk and then just said BTV like on the desk. It was it was honestly pretty it was pretty basic. I could have been more creative with it, but I was only sixteen, so yeah, it was still um. That's not your like passion, so why would you like you know? It's probably just like felt like a project, right? So. Right. Well, that's how I felt about most school, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, what uh, what software do you use like with your video production? I use Final Cut Pro X. But it's, I've never used a proper stop motioning um, software. I was just low, I was just take the pictures, get the lighting right, and then load it in as if you were watching a slideshow of just like any pictures, but like super hyper fast. So I've never like fucked with any like actual stop motioning software. And I think that's what people like is that it looks real. Cause there's certain shit you can do where you like can like video a puppet talking and then you like send it through some filter and then all of a sudden it looks like it's like, but you don't get those like little mistakes that make shit look real. You know what I mean? You can add, there's filters. I know you could, that you can add that shit in to try to make it look real and post, but that is some weak ass poser shit and homie don't play that. Okay. Talk with Norton. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, awesome, Wendy. Um, Thanks again for having me. You bet. So as we're closing out here, um, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Fighting with trolls, and I don't know why I let them zap my energy, but I was like, I'll just look one more time, and then it's always like some like <clears throat> Trump dude that's like, uh. Plus, I just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, fighting, yeah. Fighting with somebody's uncle from Appleton on fucking Facebook at 3 a.m. That's what keeps me up at night. Yeah, you're you're fighting with some dude named Hunter from <laughs> from upstate Wisconsin. Um, and it'd be yeah. like this libtard, and then show a picture of his crotch with his gun pointed at it, and I'm like, how is this an insult? Yeah, or. Off because you're mad at me? Well, 
do it, dummy, I guess. Yeah, or... you look at his profile and he's got a fish hanging in one picture and then he's holding like a deer he shot in the other. It's like, I, I see you, uh, yes. the kind of person you are right away. Hey man, I'm not against sportsmen, but I am against people that, that like get their identity all mixed up with like oh, right. yeah. dead animals flexing like, oh, so you use modern technology to kill like a ancient creature cool but, you, and you try to you try to score chicks on dating apps with said pictures like yeah that's what my friends see i've been married 16 years my friends are all like dude it's brutal out there like look what i gotta deal with and it's like instant and they're like showing me all their dick pics and i'm like i've never gotten one dick pic in my entire life and they're like well you're lucky i'm like no way this is fucking hilarious you're just like rolling along like do 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 and it's like ting you're like, oh, some dude's dick? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you oh, can yeah. just delete it, you know what I mean? I guess, you know, I'm, I shouldn't be so insensitive, but I guess if I was inundated with him all the time, but maybe I'm just jealous. That's not an invitation to, for the world to send me dick pics either, by the way. <laughs> Thank Yeah. Good disclaimer. <laughs> um, what, uh, what puts you to sleep? Um, I gotta shut the screens up, man, and <clears throat> maybe take like a beer or two into the bedroom with me when I go in there to, for cozy time. And, you know, the usual. I'm pretty predictable. I'm just like everybody else. Cozy time. <laughs> cozy time, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... My dog fucking hogs a bed, and I gotta like lift him up without him biting me and growling at me and shit. Check him out. He's got some tempers. Hey, puppy! Puppy! <laughs> what a good dog. <laughs> but he has to sleep with his, like, both of his arms and legs out straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can take up space. Yeah. I've been, um, yeah, I, I got pretty into Reddit from quarantine. Like, I never really used it too much prior, but now I've just been scrolling Reddit at night. Usually that's, like, the last thing I do before I go to sleep. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like, it's like a really dumb suggestion, but it's like, they're always like different places that if you, if you're seeking like help for depression or like, I can't sleep or anxiety online, they're always like, no screen time, like an hour before bed. And you're like, oh yeah, duh. But you never fucking do it. It's like, you know, it's good advice, but it's always just like that one last little like, Oh, maybe I should just check. Just, <laughs> just make sure that I have the last one last refresh. <laughs> <laughs> make sure well, I get the last in on this guy or I'm not gonna change his fucking mind about anything. Right. Oh exactly. And my day is ruined. Oh, so dumb. So dumb. Well, thank you again, Wendy, for being on the show. Um thank dude, you're you you're so much fun to hang out with, so um well, uh, I'll take you. We're, we got to go to Lakefront one of these days. When We're going to do it. Practice your polka. I, w I will. I'll have to do YouTube tutorials. Um, <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that hard. Yeah, but for everyone watching, uh, be sure to check out Norton's video. So you can see uh, her work with animation and videography. Uh, stay tuned for the fun boys and what they've got coming up in store. 
Thank you for watching, Mr. Knife Sky. We'll see you next time.